Welcome to the Tearing It Up podcast. I'm your host, Taryn. We'll be tearing it up, tearing it down, and tearing it apart, dissecting all things related to those who deviate from the standard. From leaders of their industry to leaders of mediocrity, and maybe a gear review or two thrown in. We shoot the shit and let the conversations flow, so if that's not your style, this may not be for you. Otherwise, listen in. Hope to light a fire in you somehow. Welcome, everybody, for another week of Tearing It Up. Today, we have an amazing guest who I am just beyond words happy that uh, we could get her on. It is Kate Day from Dovetail. She is one of the founders of Dovetail Workwear, uh, women's workwear. I'm sure you all out there have heard me talk about Dovetail several times um, and seen me post about them, all this. I love them so much. And like I said, just beyond words, excited that we could have Kate actually come on the show and share the story of Dovetail with you all. So Kate, will you tell everybody where in the world you are right now physically? Huh. Well, it's pretty boring. It's, uh, <laughs> kind of the antithesis of the dovetail woman, if I'm being really <laughs> honest. I'm sitting in my home office in my chair at my computer. Um, so, but in my spare time and like my joy time and my therapy time and everything is, um, I love gardening and I love flowers and I love getting my hands dirty. So that's where you can find me. I also love to ski and I love kind of tinkering and doing DIY. And I've got two boys who keep me busy doing sports and we get out on the trails. It's pretty mushy time of year to be out there. But um, yeah, I spend, I mean, more time than I want to admit at a desk because lo and behold, this business is uh is a business and requires just a whole lot of coordination and even administration, but um, it's also a tremendous amount of problem solving and creating and visioning and doing and making um, and connecting with amazing women, which is still just sort of like the whole gas in the tank. The whole premise of the business before it was ever even meant to be a business was about just seeing women for who they are and all the ways they work and use their bodies and trying to provide workwear that would do right by them. As simple as that. And we always say, you know, it doesn't, you do you, you know, what your yeah. work is. We have everyone from the most badass women who are mechanics that climb, you know, wind turbines and repel. And you're just like, oh, we are not even worthy. You know, you're so incredible. What a crazy, crazy, intense physical job. You deserve the best workwear. Mm-hmm. And we have moms who are also doing a crazy, crazy, incredible job. Not something that you would think is a typical like workwear, uh, you know, woman, but of course she is. She mm-hmm. needs pockets, right? And she's yes. on a seat and she's physical and she's needs some somewhere to stash a granola bar and her keys <laughs> on a purse flapping around on her hip. And so it's the whole spectrum. And that's just why it is so fun. And, and building this business has been totally surprising and hard and, uh, you know, complex and challenging, but it's just seeing women for who they are and all they're doing and making product that serves them. So it's really, really gratifying. Yes. You guys have done very, very well, I will say. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I will say I love that you went through that spectrum with everything because when, so I found Dovetail in 2019, I think, is when I got my first pair of Freshlies. 
But I will tell you, I don't even remember how I stumbled across Dovetail. I honestly think it was like one of my friends mentioning it on Instagram or something to a post that I made about like looking for pants or whatnot. So anyways, I find Dovetail, find the Freshlies, and it took me a little bit before I purchased my first pair because I had like imposter syndrome. I was like, okay, I spent the last couple of summers before this working on a commercial fishing boat in Alaska. And I had done like boat detailing and some landscaping and all this stuff. But now at this point, I was working in a retail store. And I was just like, I don't like I don't need workwear. I mean, like, do I really need to buy this pair of overalls? Is this going to be like too much? Is it gonna be too heavy? Am I going to be able to wear this on a daily basis? And like, yeah, I'll just feel like an imposter. And I'm and I was like, whatever, like, I have to try these got them. And they were like the best fitting pair of overalls I'd had outside of like my favorite ski bibs is at, in my adult life. So I was yeah. like, just hooked from then on. Well, Aaron, you are like the ultimate epitome of a dovetail woman. And that's the whole point. It's like, it's, it's funny how, yeah, I think there are still many women who think or, or, you know, it's like, Oh, workwear, that's, you know, that's like a blue collar thing, right? Um, I don't go to a construction site, therefore I shouldn't wear that. But I think that's part of what we're trying to do is change the entire narrative. Like we all work, we all use our bodies. We need clothing that has great utility, that has great fit, mm -hmm. that actually when you put it on, no matter what you're doing, you feel good in it. And it's serving you in your day and in your life, because when that all comes together, you show up better, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And so uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's funny. How many times have I stood like in line at Trader Joe's? And I mean, I look at everything everyone is wearing all mm -hmm. the time. And I'm just like, you have this pair of pants on that don't fit you well. You've got like a walkie talkie hanging out of your front pocket. You've got your exacto hanging out of like your little coin pocket. You need more like, and it's just such a beautiful range. And I think that is a big part of the education and intent of our message. Like we certainly make workwear that is really, really intensively built and engineered for the woman who all of her life actually has worked on a construction site or she's a welder and she's been nothing but disappointed and she's literally more or less been put in men's clothing and it, it has yeah. suffered so much for it and just put mm -hmm. up with it so we certainly and in the beginning in particular to establish ourselves as a legit workwear company came out with heavy duty fabrics and we have you know flame resistant product and um cordura and all kinds of things that are like yeah if, if you're gonna get this it's gonna totally go the distance in in an intense job but now the beautiful thing is five years in and expanding our line and talking to so many women and, and having established if you're doing something really physically intense and you need the best workwear, we have that for you. But so many people don't need that. And workwear is just, you can just wear it because you love the style. And that's yeah. one positive thing. I think that when we first got going, for sure, it was more of a niche category, but um, the trend and fashion has really lifted workwear in general. And frankly, it's just really joyful to find women over and over saying the fit is so good mm -hmm. and having real pockets is such a joy. I'm loving this. And so workwear 
you know, it's sort of just like, it's almost like a new version of life wear and trying to have that people that meets them in all of their different capacities. So it's, you touch on an interesting thing. We don't want anyone to feel like an imposter and we never think that, you know? Yeah. So I love that. And I mean, that's how, like you said, once you put them on and you feel like I can move and do anything in this, that's a great feeling too, to know that you can put them on in the morning and go throughout your day, whatever your day is going to do, right? Is it going to involve intense work or is it not? Like, doesn't matter. The pants I'm wearing are going to go through the ringer. Like I was thinking the other day, honestly, I wanted to try. I was like, how can I put some something together for this to explain to people? Because I had the Krista DIYs on, the black ones that are, they're just like the most comfortable pants and they are, uh, but it, may, it they feel like a legging, but they are a pant, a functional like denim. And I was coaching a wrestling tournament wearing them. And I was just like, man, it feels so good to wear like a real pair of pants and not leggings. But I'm like, I can, I'm crouching. I'm on the mat all day, like as I'm coaching and moving around. I'm like, but I could also be wearing these as I'm like doing stuff around the property and like crawling under my trailer, emptying my tanks and stuff. I was like, that's just like pretty cool that this pant literally can do all of these things. And I'm super comfortable in them like throughout them all. So I was like, you have you've successfully done it, Kate. And I know it's like not over at all. It's still just the very beginning for you guys. So I am curious too. I know uh, a lot of our listeners, like I said, are familiar with the brand, I'm sure from us talking about it and just being that audience, women who are out doing the thing, whatever it is, working in the dirt, playing with their kids, working construction, all this stuff. Um, I'd love to hear, though, a bit of your story and how Dovetail came about, because I think we can all resonate with being in this situation as we've already kind of touched on it. Yeah, it's it's a fun story to tell, and I it'll never get old telling it because it's a universal story. And that explains why the business has taken off so well and is doing so well. Um, my personal pain point was so many others, other women's pain point. You know, I, I have a lot like you, Taryn, although you you are incredible in the range of things that you do from like working your land, being comfortable behind, you know, a big tractor, uh, running, you know, fitness programming for people like you just said at a wrestling tournament, like you do all the things. And so you're you're pretty aspirational. I don't know if you give yourself credit. <laughs> wonder woman it's it's phenomenal everything i see on instagram you're just yeah really living a full full life and i hope that you just take time to pat yourself on your back we all have things that we want to do and grow and improve on but you have such a full life oh thank so you it's, it's an honor and that's the beauty i i'm i'm kind of getting off track but it's okay that's the beauty of dovetail is like incredible women doing incredible things across so many, you know, whether they're taking care of their kids, their families, their dogs, their communities, their businesses, uh, you know, their gardens in, in farming. Like there's just so many women cutting, cutting through and trail breaking and not seen by our, our culture and society for all that they do. Right. And so it's just beautiful to be a brand and a product that celebrates women in all of their like capacities yeah. and not judging it and just being like, go, go, mm-hmm. go, go, you know? Um, but anyway, the, so I kind of like you, Taryn grew up in new England and 
have worked in natural resources. I've done construction. Um, I've worked on trail crews. I've been an environmental education teacher. I've worked in vineyards, you know. So long story, I've worn workwear most of my life. And this is workwear like back in the day. I'm dating myself, but you know, I'm nearly 50. So this is workwear in the 80s. So you were lucky if you had one option, one color, one fabric, duck canvas, and you know the brand, Carhartt. Like yeah. Yeah. is what you work where in America, right? So whatever, it's not like you had any choice and that was that and you just suffered through it. And I mm -hmm. honestly never even thought all that much about it, but then kind of evolved, landed here in Portland, Oregon through a very circuitous path. I have many other chapters in my life as an urban planner and I lived overseas in Southeast Asia for many years and did international and relief development and all kinds of different things, but I've always enjoyed working with teams and working with people, working with women. Um, and then moved to Portland, Oregon, and being a New Englander was just so thrilled at how much more temperate the climate is here and seeing crocuses pop up in February yeah. and starting to kind of burst in March. And in New England, that does not really happen until yeah. like May or June. So it was just a thrill and it really, really um, revitalized my green thumb. And, you know, I've been kind of doing a real professional thing and so forth, but uh, we bought an old house in inner um, Portland. And I just kind of went at my yard, like every spare moment, even having small children. Sometimes I'd say I spent more time with my plants and my yard than my kids. But it was like I said in the beginning, my therapy too. Um, and just really got into it and then developed, had a friend through um, our, uh, ki our kids' school who was also an avid gardener. And she and I didn't know each other, but we're sitting together at a meeting and kind of struck up a fun conversation and more or less in that one conversation said, hey, do you want to start a landscaping business? Yeah, I want to start a landscaping business. And we we're both women. We we're both kind of like, I've spent as much money as I can in my own yard. It's time yeah. to stop. I need to make some money and go work on someone else's yard, not my own. So that's what we did. So that was Kyle Marie. She and I had a landscaping business here and it was so much fun. We were great at it. We loved it. Loved everything about it except our workwear. So yes. you can kind of see where this is all going. And Sarah, our third co-founder, was um, also a friend. All of her kids, that is the, the root. All of our kids have gone to school together. So oh. and a whole bunch of other employees that are at in Dovetail now today, there's about 12 of us total, all have kids in this program. It's a, a, a language immersion program, public program in Portland. So it's pretty neat. Um, so anyway, we uh, started working on Sarah's yard. She hired us, Kyle and I. And so we were there. We spent a lot of time with her and she would hear us complain about our workwear. And I had no idea at the time, but Sarah is just remarkable in her industry. She is an apparel uh, specialist. She is a magician and she's worked up and down the chain. She started at the Gap when Gap was in its heyday. She's worked for high-end fashion brands. She's she's brilliant at what she does. And so when I was like, hey, Sarah, you're in, you're in apparel. Could you just make a better pair of pants for us? I had no idea what I was oh. unleashing. Um, and so she was like, oh, yeah. And then she showed up with these beautiful fabric swatches that she'd gotten from kind of the premier denim mill that was still manufacturing at the time in America. And she introduced us to a pattern maker. And it was a whole wow. beautiful creative endeavor. We went on for about a year, literally like designing the perfect pant. And so that's what we did. Um, and this is where this pocket should go. And this is how the butt should look because the butt should look good. Every woman wants her butt to look good. Even if you yes. admit it, it's true. You mm -hmm. care about that. 
at the time, skinny jeans were still the thing. And both from a style standpoint and also functionally, like as landscapers, you didn't want any of that extra fabric. Mm -hmm. I spent more hours than I want to admit always hitching up my rear rise because they would fall. So we're like, we want great fitting, great looking pair of jeans with all the right pockets with stretch. Mm -hmm. yeah. That is how it started. And so there was no business like bigger picture thinking at all. Um, Sarah somewhere went off and like just kind of, you know, flashed a magic wand and had these three pairs show up that were custom pairs that fit us to our exact measurements. And it was it was a completely revelatory experience. We went back to work landscaping and had the perfect pant on. Um, but all these women that we'd run into everywhere, mostly strangers, would stop us and be like, so where did you get those pants? <laughs> what brand is that? And then they would, you know, like like this sort of sisterhood immediately go into, well, I work on the docks in Portland, or I'm in trade school, or I'm a hair and makeup artist, and I'm dying. And so Sarah, because of her apparel kind of infrastructure background, was like, well, I can make a pair for her. Why don't I make a pair for her? And we just met this woman who's a carpenter and she's six feet tall. And wouldn't it be interesting to see wow. how the pair of designs worked on her body? That. We did, in hindsight, not even really realizing it, we did a focus group. She was like, I'm going to go make 20 more pairs, all custom to their bodies and have them come over and tell us what they liked and didn't like. And this was like the apparel mind, right? Mm -hmm, so like, yeah. Kyle and I were like, okay. <laughs> And she's like, oh, I could make it better. How would this change? How would this affect the fabric? And so we did a focus group and they came and all of them showed up. We hadn't known any of them before and they were just raving. And, and we kind of did these little interviews too. And one of the women, um, Mercy, who Mthon, her middle name oh, is yeah. her best is named after Mercy. She is six feet tall. She was in carpentry at the time. She's a beautiful black woman. And she was like, I put these on and it was the first time I ever felt like anyone was ever thinking about me. Oh. And it was like, oh my God, this is really powerful and intense. Mm -hmm. Well, and so that is, and then we just, we kind of kept going. Sarah was a consultant at the time, um, working for a really great brand called Alex Mill in New York, um, doing sort of their production um management and Kyle and I had the landscaping business and we we're like this is this is interesting and Sarah just did have the capacity to actually go make pants so that was so such an amazing stroke of luck and alignment um and so we just would have a meeting once a week and we'd get together and say so like what's the next thing we want to do and um we just kept saying every step of the way you know if this doesn't work out we have our businesses let's just kind of see where this goes and we'll make 20 more pairs and let's send some more pairs to these people and do some more research and it it just snowballed it just you know like and eventually sarah was like maybe three or four months later she's like well we could make a run of this pant we'd have to pay for it and you know that would be like maybe 200 pairs of pants and we could try and pre-sale them and then go around and do basically pop-up shops and see if we could sell them and see where this goes. And that was like our first little run. Um, and then we started having to think about things like finance and yeah. like a, a website. And But it was so iterative. It was just so iterative, especially in the first two years. And probably at about the two-year point, we were just kind of chipping away and kind of doing it on the side. But it was being so well-received and like the 
we bounced back and forth about whether to do a Kickstarter and decided not to. So we basically just did like crowdsourcing on our own. Um, and this was before it was even dovetail. So we kind of just like did sort of, you know, in business, like proof of concept. Um, it, but it really resonated. And we set up a website and and we had our friend Andrea join again, a mom at the school, because we had all these people writing in and we couldn't really handle customer service because we were busy mm -hmm. doing designing and trying to figure out like what images to put on a little website. And it's all just taken off from there. <laughs> wow. I love it. That's amazing to hear because I feel like, I'm sure there's plenty of brands, you know, who come up with their concept because it's something they needed, right? But it's still, you don't hear those stories a lot, especially when it comes to women's. It's like it started as a men's and now they're like, oh, we have enough money and brand awareness now that we can expand it into women's and they take a fit model. They just take sizes and a pattern and put it together and say here, instead of actually like starting on women's bodies and making mm -hmm. it from there in different bodies too, uh, I had a friend, she posted a video uh, trying on a pants she was, and she had a bunch of Carhartt on, I think, but she's a very thin woman, but tall. And she was like, does anyone know to where I can find pants in a 34 length that aren't like this wide? I was like, yep, sure do. I know exactly where you can find <laughs> pants in 34 length and That's in an your honor. waist size. Yep. So, All shapes and sizes, that's women, right? Yeah. There's, no, there's no one shape. And that's the mm -hmm. beauty of it, right? I mean, and that's like such a huge point of pride for us. And I mean, I have a lot of thoughts. Like, and I, I like talking about, I mean, what you just said is so true. Carhartt, it's a 150-year-old company and they are brilliant. They, they do a great job. They really have served men mm -hmm. in blue collar and been a it's like you know carhartt is like americana like mm -hmm. it's an american, yeah. american brand but they weren't started as a women's brand and yep. they don't devote the resources to their women's offering because mm -hmm. it's not their biggest market it's not what they're grounded in mm -hmm. um, and so it is and that is true for duluth and that mm -hmm. is true for ariat and that is true for Dickies. Those are all men's companies started for men that have derived women's over time. Mm -hmm. But it's still it's still a, a smaller part of their market share. And people, and I'm just going to say it, like it's still a men's world. Men run business and they don't haven't seen women's categories, especially in things like workwear, mm -hmm. as a, a, a vital, vibrant market. Um, mm -hmm. The women's workwear category is growing a lot. And I think Dovetail has had a lot to do with it. Yes, we're really small, but we have shown like, oh, there's a white space here and women mm -hmm. wore, right? And all of those companies are still in a pink it and shrink it mentality. Mm -hmm. Yes, and They're working on it, but they're not like, we, we geek out so hard on, women's fit and have we got it perfect by no means we probably never will and yeah. we're very proud of inclusive sizing and what I was about to say was even from day one when we were tiny and had really no money to purchase inventory from day one we had four inseams you know 28 30 32 34 and now we have five inseams which is unheard of in women yeah. but yeah. duh right <laughs> right <laughs> We're the whole range. Mm -hmm. And then we go from triple zero, which is basically like a very slim teen or an extremely petite woman up to size 24. And, and then even within that, we have realized we really haven't gotten it right. We have two, this start, it starts to get very technical, but 
a good company that's committed to women's sizing will actually have different fit models. Mm -hmm. You have a fit model up to a certain size range, and then you have a different woman with a different body from a larger size range up because a woman who's a six, you don't just grade it changes, right? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. if you have more mass, it's going to be in different places. Mm -hmm. So we have a plus size fit model for all sizes from 14 up to 24. And we realized we still really weren't getting it right. We do so, we just do continuous iterative feedback with our consumers. We, our whole customer service team and product team sit down once a week and go through every single review on our entire website. And then we wow. have some other sources of reviews so that we can hear like, what's working and more importantly, what is not mm -hmm. working or what are you, what are they asking for? What do they need? What's missing in our, in our apparel. Um, but this was what really surfaced like women who were from size 14 up were super frustrated. You know, they're like, you say you're carrying our size. You say you're for women. Like it's not working. We had, we, our fit model was very hourglass. Mm -hmm. We wound, we went back to the drawing board and said, we need a whole bunch of fit models and we need to do a technical analysis, like matching up our patterns, sizing and fabric to figure out how can we make changes in the patterns so that it would be work on more versatility, like someone who's super straight, someone who has a really skinny, thin waist, but really strong thighs. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're actually launching all of that right now. If you go on our website in some emails, it's called our retooled project. And from size 14 up, we're basically bringing into the market starting this spring in about a week, improved um, inclusive sizes that do a better job of having more versatility for more um, sh shapes and sizes. So it's a huge point of pride. It's an incredible investment. And most companies don't, you know, when you look at the bottom line, that takes a lot of money and time and it's super complicated. Like we still aren't perfect at it. it it's kind of an ever evergreen project mm -hmm. so well I think that you touched on it in the beginning of you know it's not ever going to be perfect because it can't be because you can't make everybody happy and as we all know and have talked about too is every woman's body is so different and so is every man's but there is far more size ranges with women's bodies because of different like biological Stress. ways we're set up yeah. Yeah. but I can I love that you touched on the fit model thing because that is a point of contention for me. I get so angry with some brands like, yeah, you have a size six fit model and then you just incrementally add inches as you go up in sizes and the bigger sizes are the first to go if a brand needs to cut um, like for funding or whatever. And it's the last size, like last to get added as a brand expands. They always start in this core range because it's starting with four inseams in itself was amazing. And that size range triple zero to 24 is a huge range that many brands can't offer. And they're, they're expanding. A lot of brands are expanding to that now, but um, the whole retooled project too is absolutely amazing because I wear a lot of people are surprised by this, by like my sizes at times, but in the Freshly's I wear a size 16 and in the thermal, I preferred the size 18 and they're like, wait, what? And like, yeah, like that's, that's what fits me in this because of my body shape. I have love handles. So for overalls, like I need a bigger size to fit me comfortably in that area. But that's what I'm saying is you can't really look at a woman and judge their size. Yeah. Like you really oh. can't. And so it's a bummer to not have the options to, or to feel like, oh, I'm at, at this range. Like I 
this barely fits or I have nowhere else to go or something. And so I can really like just resonate with that big, Mm -hmm. having more options and especially working in the outdoor industry and a lot of outdoor specific brands. I mean, like double extra large for in a women's is like very hard to find. And I wear, I've worn extra large tops forever because of my build, but even extra large in a lot of these, especially a lot of the outdoor like European brands. Oh, it's nowhere close to fitting. <laughs> like, so it's in, in that I, even when you go to the men's, I mean, I have a men's extra large, like Dina fit jacket. And I'm like this, I mean, on my it's boyfriend, a, it would definitely not fit. But I'm like, this right? is so like, weird. Sort of derives from fashion and tiny models and fit models, but yes. then consumer soft goods have sort of related to that. And I mean, the fact that six is kind of the standard fit model size is really not reflective of American women. It's not. Exactly. And we were talking about this yesterday. Like, I mean, there's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. There's people who are extremely healthy and fit and big. And a lot of our women, dovetail women are that they're mm-hmm. muscular, they're mm-hmm. fit, they're using their bodies all the time, but yeah, they're an 18 or a 20 or a 22. Um, but then you have w- people, of course, in America that are obese, but, but whether, however you break it down, the bell curve is more like, I mean, the average American woman is, I think a size 14 or 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're even grappling with like, we aren't, and you know, often will, when we bring a new, um, set of clothing in like we're about to launch our spring collection in a week and we do order on a bell curve and so then you know the the sizes at the ex- at the extreme ends are gone almost instantly and mm-hmm. so it's like I thought you were going to have a size 24 for me and I've been waiting and it's gone already when we need to keep it's just there's so much analysis in a business like we probably need to go back and adjust our bell curve and not be at sort of the peak around six and eight and adjust accordingly kind of up and it's another, I mean, we have a lot of people who are frustrated when they are in different sizes in our clothing and it, mm-hmm. it is nuanced and we do sort of stand by, we have a lot of really different fabric. We have yeah. a really wide range of, um, everything has stretch in it, but your duck canvas, even though it has stretch in it is not very flexible mm-hmm. and forgiving. It takes a long time to wear it in. And its main asset is that it's durable and it lasts, but is it comfortable and stretchy? No way. But you know, for a woman who's a Mason, she's like, I need that and I'll mm-hmm. break it in and I need yeah. it to last me more than, you know, two weeks. Right. But then the Krista that you're talking about is at the other opposite end. And some of our thermal fabrics that are super, super stretchy and that's great. And those products and fabrics serve different purposes and work on different body types but you I mean I have basically one of every product and I'm anywhere I I'm across three sizes yeah in products because the fabrics are really really different and I think that's again like the old navies and the gaps of the world you know if you're a 12 you're a 12 right Mm -hmm. and they have so many more resources they kind of can calibrate it but We've kind of always said, yeah, we have very intentional, often fabrics we've engineered ourselves so that they're better fabrics that actually have stretch, that actually have durability, you know, that have memory retention so they don't kind of fall off your body after you Um, But it, it does mean there's more variation mm-hmm. and kind of customization in how it works on your body. And so often, yeah, women are like, I can't believe this. I, you know, wore this and this and this in a, in a 12 or a 14. And now this is, you know, I've got to size up and it's, it's, it's not you. Yeah. Not your body. It's <laughs> yeah. the product and it is trying to have more, um, 
be more it's more responsive to different things we're trying to prioritize in the fabric mm -hmm. but it's, it's very complicated yeah. yeah and so I have a question that it kind of goes into um not super technical but you mentioned the bell curve right so how do you find that being difficult to figure out for you where your bell curve is because you are a like direct to consumer but also a like um like brand to brand business where like so you have retailers ordering from you and those retailers that's where I feel like that's where the common core sizes are is in store but then it's the consumers ordering like directly from you who are more on those extended size ranges because they can't find it in store so it's kind of a catch-22 so do you find it yeah like how do you put both of those numbers together to kind of get your overall order do. or do you wait one off of the other no, we do in the end when we place our final order like once we've had you know you because you know a lot about this the whole wholesale ordering process is very complex but ultimately what we try and do is have retailers come and place an order pre-season order and tell us how many they want and you're right they're conservative they don't mm -hmm. usually vary on the extended you know ends of uh, size range our website does and so we basically run two sets of analysis we'll we'll order everything the wholesalers have asked for and then that's and that's that's and that points to another thing about starting a business in the beginning you have no data right mm -hmm. and so you're ordering clothing those first year year to year you're just taking total like educated guess at what sizes you should order because you don't have any data yet right. so that's the nice thing is that five years in now, especially with a DTC consumer, you have a ton of data and yeah. it's really great. We can get really, really granular about what are the best inseams, what are the most popular inseams, what are the most popular fabrics, pop most popular styles, and what are the sizes that are, that are the most popular. And so we basically have an order for all DTC, which is a much more diverse order. Um, and then we match that with our wholesale orders, which are more conservative and in the bell curve, and then put it all together and place our orders. And then what, what gets interesting is you have your known quantities, like you know how many people ordered on your website last year, and you, you have the wholesaler saying, I want 100 pairs of XYZ. But then we have to also place, it's a futures order right? For like, who's going to be coming to the website or might want to come back, a store might have really be successful with the pant and run out and want to restock. Mm. So then you're still doing it. This is getting into kind of all of the accounting and inventory management, but it's very fascinating because you have all kinds of things you're trying to figure out from a business and accounting and inventory standpoint. As a small business, we can't go. That's another part of it is, you know, you'll know, Taryn, like a a store will come back to us in February and say, oh my gosh, the thermal overalls did so well. Can we get, you know, 20 more? And we'll be like, no, no. we don't have them. <laughs> we didn't order that many because as a small company, you're, you just don't, every penny is counting. And mm -hmm. so you're not going to go really long on ordering stuff because it could be a warm spring and that retailer might never come back and want 20 more. And then you're stuck with the product that, you know, you paid for. Right. And it's, it's just really fascinating. It's like, so everything about business and business complexity and a startup and all these choices trying to serve. And, you know, we often do have women who are like, well, why aren't you doing this? Or why don't you have that? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's so complicated. Yeah. You can't do yeah. it all. Yeah, 
It can't is, be your fault. It but you guys are trying. Yeah, exactly. I'm definitely trying. And that is, so that hard. is more than so many other people. Cause like we were saying earlier, like women's clothing is an afterthought for workwear. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for many and industries. You keep on saying you keep on saying small business. I do not think you guys are a small business. I think that you guys are like booming and banging and like up and come like Thank I you. Huge, yeah. huge giant things. Like everyone oh. loves dovetail. Oh, thank you. I think um I think the reality is we still are a small business, but we've been really successful Mm -hmm. and we're trying our absolute hardest. Like we're so committed and we're trying so hard. Are we getting it right? Can we do it all? No way. But we're super authentic, right? Yeah, totally. Like just working so hard. I mean, we really are only 10 people, you know, like we have two people in our product department and I think you know, we have two people in customer service. We have three people in marketing. And I think that we've hit the ground running so hard and women really are so happy to receive us yes. that we all look bigger than we are, you know, and we've yes. spent any money we have, we're spending on marketing and there's a lot of buzz and women, you know, the best form of marketing always is another woman saying, Word to oh, mouth. where'd you get your pants, yeah. right? And then you can say, oh, dovetails, like, cool, I'm going to look it up. And that happens a lot. But I think that's part of the frustration. And what's hard is when we do have someone write in and be like, you know, I bought your pant and it totally doesn't fit and it doesn't work for my body and we're like we are working to get there but we're not as big as we seem and mm-hmm, we know mm-hmm. we're, not, we're we're bootstrapping it more or yeah, less yeah. yeah well and i mean the economy right it all everyone oh. is being affected right now by everything yeah. and i know that you have to we have to let you go here soon but um I wanted to mention to people out there, because as you mentioned earlier, like somebody goes through and reads every review, you're actually taking the information and that feedback to make things better. That is kind of the glory of being a smaller business is that you can do that. Like Carhartt isn't reading every single review and making changes based on those, especially because you have internet warriors who just like go, they want to tear something apart, right? They want, people want to complain, but the true feedback, like you have someone like analyzing it, thinking about it. And so that means to you all out there in the world listening is leave your feedback for them. If you want to see improvements, or even if you don't, if it's the best thing ever for you, like leave Mm -hmm. that feedback. So Mm -hmm. this company who is actually doing stuff with that information can take that and, and be better. You're trying to just be better and improve everything. And I think that's amazing. And also like we talked about this when we had um, Georgia from NARA on like the best thing you can do as well is like go into a store. And if you don't see something there, ask about it and ask for it, especially in bigger sizes, because we know across the board, any, like even big retailer, more often you're going to see like a, a big company have the larger size ranges, but still maybe not many. And to be able to get those in stores because we know, yeah, it sucks to not go into store and try something on and have to order it. And that prevents a lot of people from even trying. They have to order it. If it doesn't work, send it back, send it back. Like this terrible, annoying cycle. So how you can get it in stores is like going in, asking for the brand, the sizes, um, but and then leaving your feedback directly to the company. That'll be me. Yeah. Feedback. And it then I'll turn time. to Sarah, who's sitting on my right side, and be like, yeah. wait, what about this? I mean, it's just us right there doing it. And it is, that's one of the really, really fun parts about it is like, it's just, it's just us. Yeah. Any company that we can support that, you know, the 
the owners are still very much involved in like getting their hands dirty and putting skin in the game is like, that's what I aim to share because they're the ones listening. They're the ones we should be supporting because they are listening and they're actually believing they believe in their mission. Thus Mm -hmm. that mission is going to, you know, be complete. It's going to happen. It's going to be out there. Um, it's an for the honor, bigger companies who kind of sometimes speaking out to the to yeah, the no, and they're never they, gonna listen they get away the from their 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 roots uh-huh, right yeah. happens. you just grow and that that happens there probably is a whole group of people reading reviews at carhartt but do they have like a direct line into then the product department not necessarily because things get more siloed and people get busy and it's just more complex and yeah that's the really fun parts about being a yeah small business yeah like <laughs> all right on the table for us and I do think that for how small we are and then yeah just we've accomplished so much it's a true community it's really inspiring it's really fun and creative and we're you know I I of course I'm like the biggest cheerleader but we're changing the world like absolutely feminist revolutionary agenda like and yes. right out there in plain sight you yep. know but I have yeah, to tell you women look good at the same point at the same yeah, time. Exactly. I have to <laughs> tell you, Kate, this story really quick before we let you go, because we are out at our favorite brewery, Truckee Brewing Company, and one of uh, the other regulars there and a, a buddy of Andrew's. Um, I looked down, I'm like, you have dovetails on. He was like, yeah, I love these. I have like <laughs> six pairs of dovetails. He was like, I went to the, when I bought them though, at the store I was at, I was trying to figure out the sizing and I asked the the saleswoman to help. And she was like, those are for women. He was like, well, okay, but what's the sizing? Like, can I try them on? She's like, they're for women. He was like, but no, I want to try them on. And so he finally gets them on. What kind of person is that? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Not anyone I know. Trust me. Tenacity. I always say the smartest, because people, men, Mm -hmm. often, and we, are such you know we're arm in arm with them this is not a brand that is against them mm-hmm. all everyone under the tent right yep. and this is not yes. this, you know men have a lot of choices a lot more choices and mm-hmm. they don't so it's not there's no exclusionary intent it's yep. just that women are really suffering for for choice mm-hmm. and have a lot more um but men often do say when are you going to start a men's line and we're always like, well, you, you, you do have a lot more choice. Yeah. That's when I, when we do start a men's line, it'll be a tr- sign of real success mm-hmm. because it will yeah. mean that women will have really got what they need in the market. And then I'm always like, but what's stopping you? Like all the smart guys wear a dovetail anyway. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you find something that feels good on and you like the style. No one knows that you're wearing women's and it rocks. doesn't matter. Yeah. Exactly. Look how, how long women had to wear men's stuff. Like you're wearing, if it's functional, wear it. And it also just yes. looks good. Even on this guy, you'd never know he's wearing women's like in quotations, like workwear pants. Um, And like, so he has like six of them. They're like his favorite brand. And I'm like, yes, I love this so much. Um, But we say that a lot in the podcast and we're so very supportive, obviously, of women, but we're not a women-hating man club. Like, anyone who supports women, we support them. That's the point. Like, if you're going to support our girls, then awesome. Yep. You're on our team. Yep. So yep. All, all in, all together, all ships rise. Yeah. Yes. Well, Kate, I could talk to you. We could talk to you for hours, for sure. And I would love to have you on again, too, and talk more and be able to dive into into more stuff. But I know you've got to get going, so I don't want to keep you past your time limit. And just thank you so much for coming on and sharing the story of Dovetail. And like I said, I really hope we can have you on again and and share some more fun stuff. Uh
Karen and Amber, it's a pleasure. It's so fun to talk about it. It's so fun to be a part of. Uh, there is so much to talk about. I'll see mm -hmm. if I can wrangle Sarah and let's do another one a little yes. ways out. We can go into all kinds of topics. Oh, it's totally. I, I enjoyed this a lot. Thank Thanks. you so Thanks. much. Have Bye. a wonderful day, Kate, and we'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. 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 We hope you enjoyed this episode and would do us a huge favor since we don't have any sponsors or anything like that and would rate and review us on whatever platform it is you use, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, uh, whatever it is. And if you're listening and downloading just through the website, tearingituppodcast.com, leave comments. Um, we'll definitely engage back with you. And on social media right now, we're just on Instagram, tearingituppodcast is the handle like the post, share the post, comment on the post, whatever it is you got, um, show us your love so we just stay relevant and show up in the rankings at all. So again, rate and review, please, and we'll see you next time. Thanks.